and welcome to the Stream Queens podcast, where we review horror films and horror adjacent films. Adjacent. Uh, <laughs> where you that you can stream on the internet. Today we are reviewing a little film called Lisa, which had uh, a lot of um, had a lot of attachment to from my childhood. We'll see. We'll see how it held up. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm your co-host Rachel, and joining me is the star sixty nine of podcasts, Mars. <laughs> Hello. Hello. You know why you're the star sixty nine of podcasts? No, because nobody can pull the wool over your eyes. All right? <laughs> like they can try to prank call you, they can try to be slick, but you are the star sixty nine, and you're gonna call them right back and call them out on that shit. I remember <laughs> like when star sixty nine ended my career as a prank caller. The first time I prank called someone and they star sixty nine me back, I'm like, well, I went out on top. R.I.P. <laughs> prank calling career. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I think probably middle school or something when I. I I got my first phone that had the ability to three-way call. So, like, Ooh. it was the thing where, like, you call your best friend, and uh-huh. then you three-way prank call someone, right? And then, of course, like, one of the fr- the one time, because it was the first and the last, where I hung up the phone, and then they called back because they star 69 my number, and I was like, oh, no. Like, and I, like, didn't even have, like, a long history of prank calling or whatever i was just like feeling wild and then it went through and i was like oh this is my new thing and 10 seconds later i was like no 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 no, never again <sighs> nope nope not again i mean i this movie definitely hits on some major nostalgia with like phone culture like phone culture does not exist the way that it did in 1990 like it was such a big deal back then oh yeah like I had my own phone line and I would talk on the phone all the time. And like, if nobody called, that was a terrible day and yeah, prank well, and, calling and all that stuff. And now it's like when you are at home and you're just, you know, you're not doing anything particular, you get on your phone and you look at, you know, things on the internet or you play games yeah. or you get on whatever social media. But I, re- you know, when we were kids and it was like, you had a Saturday and it was just, all right, who am I going to call? And you just yeah. look through and just call people. I mean, I remember when I got an answering machine and then, like, crafting the perfect outgoing message was a thing. Uh, I got a hands-free phone for Christmas one year that had, like, the little – it was still wired to, like, the little, you know, dial box or whatever, but you, like, clipped on your belt. Ooh! Yeah, so I could, like, walk around my room in a 10 – at least if I stayed within 10 feet of the home base because it was, like, you know, not the highest level of technology, but – Yeah, I had a cordless phone. That I could take from my bedroom all the way out onto the front porch so people could use my phone when they would come over. And his name was Filippo the phone. So people would be like, yo, let me use Filippo. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, phone culture was 100% a thing. And it's one of those things that it was so cool to get a cell phone and stuff. But I had no idea that, like, a, a very major part of my, like, preteen and teenage years was, like, dying. Yeah. I mean, or like, you know, when people started getting internet at home yeah. and like, it was the, you know, you have to get off the phone because your brother wants to use the internet and you've been right. on the phone, you know, and then he only gets the internet for an hour and then I get the phone, you know, like, oh. Yeah. All that stuff is done. Or I thought, oh my God, I'm just, just do yeah. you remember having to call the movie theater to figure yes. out the movie times and you just listen to that recording over and over again and that's, that's how you picked what you went mm-hmm. to go see? Yeah. And it was like such an advance when you could like use the touch tone to pick the movie you want. But for a while, you had to just wait till your yeah. movie came up. 
you just had to wait and it would cycle yeah. through and you'd be like okay quickly write down the times yeah do you remember when you used to have to call to get the right time oh yeah oh like my you gosh. could call and get the time and then i remember i don't know if you remember this but there was a sexy version of that <laughs> called mona oh my god i think you can if you go on youtube i think it's still on there but so she'd be like hi you reached mona at the moan the time will be 7 40 and then she would be like uh, uh. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah this is also the era of the nine one eight hundred and nine hundred numbers and so like one of the things i can remember doing was like trying to come up with every one eight hundred five 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 whatever or one eight or it was like one eight hundred hot whatever oh yeah hot dick hot boob like all i mean and all of them worked oh my god every ne i never missed every and they had cornered the market on every single like four letter sex word oh my god but like all of them <laughs> so yes young people in the audience this was definitely a thing this was a thing before phones or computers yeah we would just sit there and just call people all day yeah. long Oh my god, party line. Emergency breakthroughs. I had a boyfriend that would like if I was on the phone too long would like and was trying to call me would call the operator and have them do an emergency breakthrough. Oh my god. Did you ever have one of those? No. So an operator would cut into your call and be like, "You have an emergency breakthrough from Mars. Would you like to accept it?" And I'd be like, "Okay." And he'd ha you'd have to pay he would have to pay to do it. It was not free. Oh but it was like God. a dollar and to do an emergency breakthrough. And so he would like call and do emergency breakthroughs if I was on the phone too much. Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh yeah. I mean I didn't either until Carney James taught me, but yeah. <laughs> that was uh, a hundred percent so thing. Him. <laughs> I really really did that's a sad thing is i actually really did i'm not going to tell you what those things are because none of them are good but <laughs> i learned a lot about crime <laughs> <laughs> and the carnival <laughs> and the, when those two things intersected you know it's a very specific knowledge set yeah. so you know you probably yeah. would never have learned it otherwise so you don't know it might be useful in the apocalypse you don't Someday. know it's gonna be like that movie where yeah. like someday it'll be the perfect like scenario situation yeah. and all of a sudden you the light will turn on and you'll be like i know minute. this <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh my god but yeah yeah this is a this entire movie is going to be a nostalgia bomb so how have you been what have you been up to anything new and exciting in your life my friend not a whole lot new and exciting. A lot of the same. I do have an exciting weekend coming up for my birthday. Ooh. I'm amazed you just said your birthday on, on on the internet. I mean, obviously you didn't say the date, but now they can narrow it down to a season. Possibly. For all they know, we uh, recorded this months ago. That's true. That is true. It could be. It could, yeah. it could be the winter. It could be summer. It could be spring. Probably not fall. <laughs> uh but yeah my birthday's coming up i'm taking a trip with the lover to the oregon garden resort Ooh. and it's i honestly like from, from looking at it it looks i've never been there but it looks beautiful and it looks like there's not like a whole lot of things to do and we had been talking you and i had been talking you know right before the episode that 
your problem is you plan vacations and you just want to do so many things that you forget yeah. to actually just relax. Yeah. And I think this one's going to force me to just relax because it's it's like wine country kind of mm. area. I'm mostly like, honestly, and I know this is, I don't know. It makes me feel like an old person when I'm like, mm, that restaurant. Like, I'm just really yeah. interested in going to the restaurant yeah. and the pool. And they have a pool. Ooh, a pool. I'm hoping for a hot tub. Ooh, a hot tub. Yeah. Mm, yes. I think I'm going to get a hot tub. I think I need to own oh, a hot tub. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I've reached that age where, like, my, like, it's medically necessary. I know. <laughs> my bones, they require a hot tub. And also, I just really want one. <laughs> well, that's amazing. I also, like, I, I think we also work really, really freaking hard. And sometimes you just need to treat yourself to a relaxation. Yeah, work has not been extraordinarily difficult lately. But I've just, the volume of it is so big. And I'm, you know, I work really hard at yeah. what I do. And I burn out easily because I don't yeah. pay attention to those things like I just had my annual review and the only criticism that my upper management had was you need to take breaks because you burn out and you don't realize it till it's too late and then we see you all stressed out and upset yeah I don't like that and I was like you're right yeah have I done that yet no but I mean you know the feedback maybe, was received maybe this trip will be the one where it clicks right I, it might be really you know like if I just worked it this weekend and then feel like like realize what it actually feels like to not be like a bundle of raw nerves all the time then maybe uh maybe it'll stick yeah yeah as you're saying this i'm realizing i let a conversation drop that involved going to a renting a house that had a pool in it so i'm like furiously texting like hey so yeah let's do this <laughs> <laughs> because i also just need to sit in a pool with a adult beverage in one hand and a sandwich in the other. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god that sounds like heaven right okay so this house that we always rent it has a pool a really nice pool but what makes it really cool is that there's like the step into the pool is actually like a big pad so what i figured out is i could pull the table with the umbrella over so that it hangs over that and i can just sit up to like my boobs in the water with my arms like on the side of the pool in the shade oh it's amazing. I highly recommend it. <laughs> if you would like to travel to Northern California and stay in this house, I will send you a link because it is, um, we've stayed there twice already and we're renting it again. Like every summer now, we essentially rent this house because it has like, it's so nice and cozy and I sleep amazing there. And it has like a barbecue and a big kitchen and then this amazing pool. The only problem is, is it's in this really fucking weird ass town. So we like, don't leave that. Oh, but see, it's that kind of forced relaxation. That yes. I think people yes. like you and I need. For... It forces me like it forces me to stay in the place where all I can do is relax. Because if I leave, like that's where I was where they wouldn't seat me because I was wearing a mask. Oh, yeah. Where we were, like, shamed at the wine store. <laughs> we're like, oh, just let us God. buy the wine. It was also the place where you could buy, it was called Cougar Cooler, which was some kind of rosé that they specialized in there. I was like, oh, this feels so on the nose that it's misogynistic. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so we're going to go back there. You have inspired me because I also think I need a chill out vacay. Yeah. I'm just going to eat and sit in a pool. It's going to be fucking 
fucking amazing. Oh my god, and I've already uh I've already had like the love has already agreed. I was like, there's at least one night where I wanted to dress up super fucking fancy to go to this <gasps> just pretend yes! like we're fancy. Yes, yes, you should. You should dressing up is like honestly one of the best parts of a vacation. It's an excuse to I buy all this stuff and then I'm like, what? And then I live in yoga pants. Yeah. So same. vacations are when I put on the feather hat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I know I drive everybody crazy because I'm like so overdressed, but I'm like, this is when I get to wear it. Yes. So I'm very Don't excited. judge me. I'm going to get fancy. I'm going to do things. Okay. I'm going to do makeup, which I never do. Yes. Here's the question. October, when we are vacationing together, can we agree that there needs to be at least one fancy night? Yeah. one. Fancy Even if it's night. just fancy in the house and we make dinner, whatever. Can there yeah. be one fancy night? Yeah. Like <sighs> clue level of dinner party. Hell like- Yes! <laughs> Sequins optional, but suggested. <laughs> <laughs> that will be amazing. Okay, fancy night. Fancy, one fancy night, everybody. Yes. Even I, I'll drink white claw out of a wine glass, you know? Like, Ooh, be... you are fancy. Will you drink it out of a martini glass? <laughs> oh, even better. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm going to make espresso martinis. Oh. Oh, yes. Oh, that sounds so good. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. But that's not what we're here for. That's not here. Let's get into this. So Mars, warm-up question. We've kind of touched on this already, but I'm wondering if you have any prank call memories. Oh, just the one. Just the one where I got uh, Star 69. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. probably not the wording. I mean, um, it's not it's not inaccurate. It's, it's not wrong. You did get like hard Star Sixty Nine, <laughs> and like the thing is, is I knew Star Sixty Nine existed. It's not like it happened, yeah. and then I was like, "Oh, this exists." I just for some reason I felt invincible. I felt like I couldn't be touched, and I was like, "No one would ever pull this," and then they did. And I don't even think I answered it. I think I saw the number come up, and I knew who it was because we had the caller ID or whatever. And I was like, <gasps> and like, I just remember, you know, that, that horrified feeling when you go like hot and cold at the same time. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. the thing being that it's like, I didn't answer the phone. No one answered the phone. So this person who called back, it's not like I was going to go to school the next day and they were going to know it was me. Right. Cause no one answered the phone, but like I carried that knowledge where I was like, oh, they're going to find out. Oh I don't know. So I just, I, I wasn't big into prank calling before that. And I definitely wasn't after very short okay. career. Very yes. short. <laughs> short-lived, short-lived hobby. Never again after that. Or if we did, I always made sure that my friend called from their phone. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Yeah. I mean, I remember when caller ID became a thing and then you had to star 67 so that it would block your caller ID. <laughs> oh my God. There are so many crazy like cheat codes to prank yeah. calling after a while. They just kept like creating all these things to block and to find out and all this stuff. And it was like, like a Nintendo games, you know, where they're like, the code is like left up, right, A, B, A, B, up. And it was like, yeah, that kind of stuff. But yeah. The phone. Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty into prank calling when I was a kid. I did a lot of it. Um, and like also received a lot of prank calls. I don't know. Everybody thought they were a comedian. I, but I would always, I was always on restriction when I was a kid. Like I got in trouble constantly, um, over stupid shit. Like I wasn't even like I was that bad of a kid. It's just very, very strict. So I was always on punishment. So I had my own phone line and my own answering machine. I wasn't allowed to answer it, but people would call and like prank call my 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 answering machine. Oh. <laughs> and 
So I don't know if you remember this, but there was like for a second, there was like this Taco Bell commercial where it was like a parody of those CD, like those CDs that you could buy, Mm -hmm. like Mellow Gold. And it's like a collection of like 70 songs, but there was like a Taco Bell spoof of that. And so my boyfriend at the time, who's still one of my best friends, he would call and like sing the songs on my answering machine. So he'd be like, Nacho, Nacho, man. Oh my God. I do remember that. Okay. So like the memory had had, like vaguely come back and you said Nacho, Nacho, man. Uh Oh my God. Yes, he would also call as Gandalf the Wandering oh Wizard. God. He'd be like, this is Gandalf the Wandering Wizard. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, I mean, to be fair, he also was on house arrest. So what are you going to oh, do? Oh, well, you know, so what are you going to do? You don't have the internet. <laughs> you know, your phone is not a computer yet. Right. What are you going to do? You're you prank call. call. You prank call. And you prank call. And you prank call. <laughs> See, I mi- I don't know. Do kids still prank call now? I don't feel like they do because everybody has caller ID on their phone. Yeah, nobody answers an unknown number. No, unless you're DJ, who I witnessed pick up spam calls. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know who Larry picks up spam calls? And I know that because in the lead up to Stream 6, there was this thing where you could put in someone's phone number and Ghostface would call and like you could customize it so it said their name. Oh, my God. So I had it call him, and then he there was, like, radio silence, and I was like, hmm, hmm. So I waited, like, several hours, and then something came up, and I was like, by the way, hey, did you get any weird phone calls today? And, like, we were texting, and my phone, like, rang immediately. He's like, what's that, you? He's like, I got this spam call, and I was like, damn, this shit is sophisticated. It knew my name. I was just dying. Oh, my God. He's like, wait till I tell Devin. We've been trying to figure out what the hell that was. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I Why guess do, I'm I still prank what... calling. I'm still You're prank still calling. Still... <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> my career lives on. Oh, see, it's just like uh, like all those movies where it's like the, the Batman comes out of retirement. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like the beginning of every Mission Impossible movie. I'm, yes. Ethan, I'm the <laughs> Ethan Hunt of prank calls. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, speaking of prank calls, Mars. We're going to be talking about Lisa. But if somebody is new here and they don't know how we handle spoilers, let's let them know. What is what is the deal? How do we handle spoilers? So we are going to be spoiling the entire thing from beginning to end, everything in between. So if you have not seen Lisa and you don't want to be spoiled, then now would be the time to jump out, jump onto Amazon Prime. Check out Lisa mm-hmm. and then come back. Yep. Uh, I, this is one of the ones where I don't feel strongly that being spoiled would really ruin the experience. I mean, I you kind of know where this is going. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like personally, I prefer to not be spoiled. So I, I always recommend not being spoiled. But this right. one, like, I mean, it's going to be eh. fun. There aren't any real plot twists. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because you know who this person is literally in the first scene. So oh, yeah. I mean, like... we know who this person is before we meet our main character. So, you know, yeah. it's. Yeah. 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 But still, if you don't like spoilers, it's an hour and a half. It's not a long movie. It's on Prime. Do you, boo? Yeah. All right. So, why this movie? So, I picked this movie. It was my turn to pick. And I picked it because it was one that I, it was like a total slumber party movie. I 100% saw this the first time at a sleepover. And it's interesting watching it as an adult versus a teen because I was so, so uh, Lisa identified when I watched it. And now as an adult, I'm like, 
man, Catherine, you, ah, sorry, man. Like, teenagers <laughs> suck. So I kind of wanted to see, like, was this something that held up? I also realized that I, my memory of it was not correct. Like, I remembered it being, like, that she was, like, calling people saying, I know who you are and I saw what you did. And that never happens in the movie. So I started thinking about it and I realized what had happened was <laughs> we saw this movie and then started calling people and doing Oh my that. God, Rachel. <laughs> so it was a little bit of life imitating art, imitating life. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so if you were wondering why that didn't happen, that is why. I like had this epiphany today and I was like, oh my God, Chateau, what is wrong with you? <laughs> anyway. All right. So let me give you the background on this movie. So Lisa is from 1990. It was written and directed by Gary Sherman. It is a horror thriller and it was released on April 20th through in theaters. And uh, it was released on April 20th, April 20th. Yeah. Today's the 21st. <gasps> That's strange. That's so weird. That's so weird. So 20, what year is it? 20, 23 years and one day ago, this was released in theaters. <laughs> Holy shit. That's so weird. That's so crazy. I mean, I did it on purpose. It is all. Yeah. I mean, be. no, we planned it in, in <laughs> honor of the 23rd year and one day anniversary. Yes. I mean, of- that. Yeah. We all celebrate that way, right? That's how mm-hmm. that works. Yeah. I definitely have enough brain cells to pay attention to that kind of stuff. Yes, like, for absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. My brain's not smooth like a marble at the end of the day. Jesus. Don't worry about it. The smoothness of my brain. It is like you could ice skate on this thing. <laughs> it is smooth and supple. <laughs> All right. So, like I said, it was directed and written by Gary Sherman, who's best known uh, for directing the film Dead and Buried, which is a little bit of a cult classic. And he wrote and directed Poltergeist three so he was working on the film when heather died but whatever okay so the film stars cheryl ladd of course of charlie's angels fame stacy keenan who i was very obsessed with at this time she was in that show my two dads and step by step and she was like so cool to me like i right away was obsessed with her it also stars dw moffat who is like perfectly cast as a handsome serial killer because he looks like a handsome serial killer mm-hmm. with a very surprising cameo by a young and mustachioed jeffrey tambor did not remember that he was in this yeah that uh no touching <laughs> no touching no touching <laughs> All right, so the movie was actually originally supposed to go straight to video. However, the director felt that it was so good and so strong that he talked MGM into letting him release it in theaters. And it did okay. It made $4 million on its opening weekend. And uh, he tried to get them to expand it into more theaters. And they were like, no, it's going to make a lot more money on HBO and direct video. So they did not do the wider release and went went forward with that other plan which is how i came to see it at a slumber party some fun facts about it there is a lifetime tv version of this movie really yes that omits three scenes so the spoilers start here folks lisa and her mother discussing the popularity of the restaurant before they are seated was cut 
the emotional conversation between Lisa and Wendy's family, um, where they talk about her grandparents rejecting them because she was a child born out of wedlock, mm-hmm. was cut. And then the struggle with Richard is shortened. Shots of him pulling the knife out of his chest have been cut, as well as the frame of his corpse laying on the pavement is cut. So that makes a little more sense to me. The first two just seem like, were they just cut for time then? Or I maybe being too adult? I mean, it's 1990. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember the first two being too, but also, you know, looking at it from a 2023 lens. Yeah. Also, I'm an adult, so maybe Well, I... the original cut, like, the original rating for this was R. Really? The, yes, he had to, the director had to push and, like, fought and eventually won, getting it a PG-13 rating. But it was originally rated by the MPAA as an R. I mean, I guess there are some parts where I could see, especially in the, the 90s. Sorry, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, 1990. Barely out of the 80s. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. That's basically all I have for this. Um, Not a ton of background on this one. There just isn't that much info out there. But um, I mean, because it's also the 90s. Like, you know what I mean? Like today, every single like direct to video movie, you could write a dissertation on it. There's so much marketing back then. You just like do that shit in the theater. Yeah. It was like a really big deal. And like, uh. You know, I, I mean, there was that whole, like, DVD extras behind the scenes. Like, there was almost more DVD extra than there was actual movie kind of became popular in the 2000s. And so, like, you know, they've super recorded stuff after that on how it was made. And yeah. And so it kind of makes sense when older movies you can't really find that much because so, everybody was like, just make the movie. Yeah. I think there might be a DVD out there with a like a, a bonus track with the director. I'm almost curious to see if I can track it down just to see what the hell would be on there. Oh my God, yeah. Hmm. I would watch that. I would actually watch that. All right, cool. So let's get into it. Mars, tell me about this movie. What's it about? What's the deal? Let's break it down. So uh, Lisa opens with uh, some sexy ass saxophone. Oh my god, the music in this is insane. <laughs> it is like it is the love child of a saxophone and a Casio keyboard. Oh my god. <laughs> and it was like there there's a lot of I mean, I think we also talked about this I think with Final Destination where it was like the fashion, seeing the fashion again just oh, made me super nostalgic. Yeah. There's so much about just like the overall tone of this movie that's super the nostalgic cuffed for that. Jean shorts. Yeah. The baggy cuffed jean shorts. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, we start with uh, some sexy ass saxophone and a handsome man who's set in the mood, except for it's not the mood that you think it is, because uh then a woman comes home and checks her voicemail and she's got three messages, two of which are fine, and then one is bad. And it's that He's in her apartment, and then he murders her. I love you. I'm in your apartment. I kind of like, I mean, I don't know. I always love a good, the calls coming from inside the house mm-hmm, call. Mm-hmm. I, get, I always appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I mean, this has some Red Shoe Diaries vibes to it for sure. But, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, uh, I can see, like, there is, like, a proto um, erotic thriller vibe to this that, of course, like, how old was I? Like twelve year old Rachel was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> things are awakening." And I mean, like, there's a part of me too. Whenever I watch movies that are like, you know, eighties or nineties, that is forgiving 
of things. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is cheesy as hell right now. Right. But at the time, this yeah. was, you know, popular. Spicy. Was, yeah. This was the, ooh, what's going on <laughs> in here? I mean, she's like a voyeur at part in portions of this. Yeah. It's like weirdly sexy, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. 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 So uh, from there, we meet our main character, Lisa, and her best friend, Wendy, who are pulling that quintessential 90s move of going to school in one outfit and then mm-hmm. changing into the bathroom into the thing you that know your parents it. wouldn't let you leave in. You know it. And then they ambush a stranger, which kind of sets up this whole thing where Lisa and Wendy are these like boy crazy teenage girls. I have so many thoughts about them just like ambushing grown men and taking pictures of them and then yeah. dashing away. The um, risky I have... behavior. I mean, in, in the, this is the girl that would climb in the car of a stranger as well, you know? <laughs> yeah, I have I have many thoughts on many things that we will get to, but this was the first one where I was kind of like, this is, um, I also like, I, I fully understand, like to the, I was thinking about this so much that on my way home from work today, I completely <laughs> forgot to stop and run my errands. I just went straight home because I was so caught up in my thoughts on this movie. Oh, my <laughs> like God. The that I was thinking about. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> but this was one of them. So I think that's why I'm, like, jumping the gun on getting to it because, like, I'm like, I've been mulling this over for hours. But yes. it's one of those things where it's, like, at the time that it was written, I know that it was written under the, the lens of these are – boy crazy teenage girls and the zany antics that they get into because they're so boy crazy but looking at it from 2023 and i'm like this is bad news in multiple ways oh yes i mean like on one hand like when i was a kid i was like she's so wild and risky and as a grown-ass person as her parent i'm like no wonder she's not letting you date what are you doing now you have no risk assessment you have no like you think you are immortal. You're taking, you're jumping in front of cars and taking pictures of grown ass strange men. Yeah. You don't need to be going on dates. <laughs> no. No. I'm such a fuddy daddy. What are you well, going to ma- do? Mom pulls a lot of questionable parenting moves in this movie. But oh, yes. That is the one where it's like, maybe she's not too off, off base. No. With being like, although uh, there's also a part of me that's like, unless she, if she did let her daughter date, then maybe her daughter would focus on teenage boys who are in her high school and not grown-ass strange men who are minding their own damn business and two little girls jump out of the bushes and take a picture with them and then dash away man see that's the other thing is i'm like it being 2023 if you were that man you'd be like well i may as well just go to jail now because two two teenage (laughs) girls jumped out of a bush forced to took a picture of me without me knowing that I, you know without yep. me being prepared and now they're yep. gone with said picture yep you're canceled homie you're yep. canceled sorry like oh that's just yep. yep 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 and i also realized like in the 90s that was not you know the mindset but just all, all i could do is like well, i mean it was there's a big difference between like something that is on a, a computer in your hand that is immediately connected to the internet that exists and a like a very analog like the the buck stops there you know what i mean there is no proliferating that image like it just goes in the scrapbook this was before like people had access to the kinds of audiences that we have now we they she did not have thousands of people at her fingertips to share that photo with it's just such a different world yeah yeah wild yeah i had lots of very weird thoughts on (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, that's, <laughs> that's good. That's what I pulled away from from that. And I was like, oh, man. Okay. Because it gets even creepier on Lisa and Wendy's part. Yeah. She's that, a creep. 
Yeah, because after she takes this picture of this handsome stranger that they've been stalking, that she calls the DMV and impersonates being an adult woman who got yeah. into a car accident with this man, and like in the confusion, she didn't get his name or his number or whatever, and somehow she talks this DMV worker into giving private information yep. to this girl. I mean, I know they're setting all of this up, that she's, like, pretty sophisticated for her age, that she's pretty manipulative, that she's pretty risk. She's not risk-averse at all. That she... Well, that, and this is, like, a game for her. She thinks this is fun and harmless. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so, like, this whole scene where she just, like, convinces the DMV guy to give her uh, a stranger's information is also something that probably wouldn't happen in real life. So, uh, right after this happens, she gets the number and the name and whatever, but then the phone rings. And uh, it turns out to be boys from school, actual boys their own age, who would be appropriate boys right. to call and interact with. Right. And they want to ask Lisa and Wendy out, except for Lisa's mom won't let her date until she's 16, which is, it's an upsetting fact to state because it means that the, the events of this movie occur to someone who is under 16 years old. Oh, yeah. Oh, 14. 14 years old. Yeah. 14. Do you remember 14. Here's the thing is I pick, see pictures of like 14 year olds today and I'm like, I did not look like that when I was 14. Well, oh, you mean because they had a more have... advanced. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was um like I was when I was 14, she was very sophisticated compared to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although I did definitely have those shorts. Yeah, I think a lot of us did. Anyway, so Lisa's bummed because Wendy really wants to go on this date, and Lisa wants to go with her, but she can't because her mom won't let her date until she's 16. So later that evening, she and her mom are making dinner, and Lisa tells her about the boys calling to ask them out, and mom still says no, and then somehow forgot in the process of making dinner to buy a whole ass ingredient. So uh, Lisa says she'll go to the store to pick uh -huh. up rice. Uh -huh. Which... I don't know where they live, but again, it was one of those things where I was like, you're just going to send your 14-year-old out at L.A.? Night. Yeah, something nah, like that. I mean, I guess it was the 90s. It was maybe yeah. different well, then. And to be fair, mom didn't want her to go, but right. she was like, well, I did it last week. It was fine, you know, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, she convinces her mom to let her run to the store. And on her way, uh, Lisa runs into a dreamy stranger. <laughs> cue the sexy sex <laughs> and it, they have that like this is after the, she's running away from having been like crouched behind a wall watching people make out in their car yeah that's what i'm saying she's like i mean on one hand she's kind of a creep and like i said this is like a weird proto erotic thriller so no wonder i loved it at this age but there also is something, I mean, it's something I don't know that you would necessarily see in movies now unless it was sort of like an elevated drama. But like that she is a sexual being at all is interesting and I feel like is actually kind of a reflection of how we are in adolescence. That there is this incredibly powerful curiosity about these things and we did behave in creepy ass ways. Well, yeah, because you haven't learned the boundaries yet. Like you haven't figured out like what part of this is okay to act on and what part of this is like oh, maybe yeah. i don't crouch in the shadows and watch people make out and i mean also this is pre-internet so like where else are you gonna see this shit you know yeah i guess that's also true so i mean like yes it's creepy but also i was like this is weirdly kind of no wonder i mean i was connecting with a lot of things because i was having similar sort of if not experiences like 
I like it was very like um a little bit of wish fulfillment, like dangerous wish fulfillment, shit I would not have done, but like I could kind of relate to the desire to do the things. I don't know. I think yeah, that's... no, I mean I I this is like only somewhat related in theme. But it's like, do you remember when Michelle Trachtenberg played Harriet the Spy? Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those things where it's like, as someone who's in Harriet's age range, your idea is, yeah, I would love to sneak around with my notepad and take notes and hide and kind of solve mysteries and stuff. But then you look at it later and you're like, no, that was just a little girl who was like crawling around in attics and spying on people. Yeah. Kind of creepy. Weird. <laughs> That's super weird. But, but like, you know, 100%, as a kid, yeah. as a kid, it seems adventurous and like fun mm-hmm. and like you're doing a thing and i uh recently my mom has decided she wanted to go through the garage it was 50 percent to clear out stuff and get rid of things that weren't you know not using or not wanting and also because we we're trying to find like the hole that the rat has been getting into the garage through uh-oh uh-oh so we did a full like garage clear out thing so i'm mm-hmm. going through I-, I have like my brother and i both as most kids do, you know, your parents have the garage and you live in apartments and you store stuff like, you know, old mementos and things at your yeah, parents' house. Cause totally. You for it. And so she pulled out and separated all of our boxes and she, you know, wanted us to go through stuff. And I found a typed up document from the summer of between fifth and sixth grade where instead of a babysitter, my parents, my best friend in at that age her mom was a stay-at-home mom so she, her mom was like oh yeah you can just bring Aaron over here during the week when you get when you go to work and they can hang out you know all day whatever and we got it into our heads like it wasn't even Harriet the spy base so I don't know where this came from which almost makes it creepier we did the Harriet the spy thing where we would just like creep around her house and like take notes on her brother Mom <laughs> and the neighbors and like there was once where like uh they had like a plumbing issue so her mom had to call a plumber so it was like spying on the plumber and like we created all these narratives like we knew it wasn't really like you know you were the original veronica mars i think so like and like the thing sue is, is them we, sue them we like made up stories about it we're like we were spying on her brother and he had his friend over and we made up this whole story about how they were like aliens testing out objects i don't know we were fucking weird but apparently we typed it up and so I'm going through boxes and I pull out this like stapled together type and the the font was that typewriter script that we use. Uh-huh. So it was like typewriter Amazing. script. And it was like the secret files of Christina and I'm not gonna say my middle name, but we named it after our middle names were our code names were our middle names. And like it was so dumb but like oh my god i'm i'm telling the story i'm filled with that white hot shame of oh <laughs> no my god. i mean i think well what it speaks to is that like weirdly this act this movie accurately gets at something right like it does it like accurate yeah no i think that's where i was going with this was like yeah i i get it yeah, I get it. like your I can call weirdo it thing was a little less weird, but like that does that thing of not necessarily understanding the boundaries totally well and it's yeah. that weird like age where you know like when you're a kid and you play a lot of make-believe games and you slowly phase out of make-believe games but this is that weird in-between where like your make-believe is kind of mixing with oh i do real stuff you know so it's like you're still kind of make-believing but like doing real world things i don't know it's like so like as a as an adult in 2023 i was like this girl is creepy but i also need to you know the caveat being that yeah 
Mm. Maybe, maybe, we all, maybe we all did creepy shit. We all, we I think we all did. I think the good thing is the internet and social media didn't exist. So in order for people to know that, we'd have to go on a podcast and talk. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> in order for that truth to come out, we'd have to end a rough week doing a podcast with a couple of drinks when we're already smooth as a dolphin my brain but no oh no no <laughs> there's no hope for us oh uh, there is not no any hope no 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 anyway so anyway, lisa lisa yes she's creeping on people creeping and peeping and then she runs into richard who is unbeknownst to lisa but he's a serial killer yes and isn't this the part where he makes that weird comment where she tells him how old she is? And yeah, like, oh, he's like, you look a lot older than that. And it's like, nope, that's not what you say. Except for totally. Do you remember being that age? That kind of shit gets said all the time. Yeah. Like, I remember meeting guys at in a parking lot and they're like pulled up and said, tell us you're 17. I was not 17. But you say you are. A hundred percent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cut to them taking us out in the middle of nowhere. And we were like, going along with it. And like, one of them had sex with one of my friends. And the other one was, he was like a giant bodybuilder. And like, he was wearing like one of those teeny tiny little tank tops and jeans with like massive holes in them. So you could see his gigantic legs. And he played Candlebox on his Jeep stereo and we made out. And then he kept telling me, I kept, I reminded him of someone and that I looked like someone and he couldn't quite place it. Come to find out, he was dating my sister. Oh, my God. The person that I looked like was my sister. Because we are genetically connected. We share genetics. Yeah, that's a true freaking story. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. And my sister is 11 years older than me, so it was, like, age appropriate for her. So this dude was like 11 years older than me, picking me up at the like parking lot across the street from my high school. Yeah, yeah. Dudes are creepy. Yeah. You know what? I think this movie might be a documentary. That's what I'm coming (laughs) away from this. Accurate representation. I feel like I can I can feel Eddie's spirit leaving his body as we're telling these stories. (laughs) As like a grown man and a parent. Like he's probably like, ah! Like, oh God. All right, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, so this scene uh, closes with even more creepiness where uh, Lisa follows the mysterious stranger, Richard, back to his car and takes down his license plate uh, because we already know that the DMV is just uh, Google for her before Google. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then Lisa, Lisa and her mom argue some more about dating. I have some qualms with mom's parenting tactics, but whatever. We'll get to I that. mean, I think we find out that she like had her very, very young and it's like that situation where she like grew up with her child. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she is they did establish like the friend parent yeah, relationship. Which, which is what you want when you're a kid, but actually you don't really want that. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. You're a kid and you're like, Oh, my parents and then like, you know, you get older and you're like, F Yeah. Yep. We have boundaries and I get it. Yeah, that's probably for the best. Although I don't know, some parents, you know, I'm sure that there are great friend parents out there who 
as a you know childless crone i don't think i'm allowed to have an opinion on this <laughs> but like i can understand now yeah I'm also you know childless and i'm not like speaking from a place of experience but i get it but now. i am i was like, a child i did have a parent right and i did like resent parents and like oh so lame all these rules and like well this is why because they're trying to get you not murdered mm-hmm. rude God, the audacity. <laughs> so Wendy really wants to go on this double date, and she's trying to get Lisa to go with her, but Lisa tells her, you know, her mom won't let her, and then she tells her that she met this mysterious stranger. And I don't remember if this is the part or not, but she's got that creepy, I'm in love with a stranger scrapbook that... Yeah, this is creepy. Although, I, it doesn't feel far-fetched to me, but maybe... It still doesn't! That's what's, I think, the most upsetting... <laughs> Like, there are, I won't go into it, but there are allegories to things that I definitely did at that age. And, like, mm -hmm. and, and God, I, I, I hope to Christ they're in boxes that are in this house and not in my parents' <laughs> house. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, the, a lot of this also, I guess, brought, like, memories screaming back to the oh, surface. Where I'm like, oh, screaming screaming hollering <laughs> wailing to the surface <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah spying on the plumber at my best friend's house is definitely not the creepiest thing mm, i did when yeah, I was nope. and, um... <laughs> yeah uh yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. all i have to say is i wasn't sure what the connection was but i needed to drink a lot to get through this movie so <laughs> maybe this is it it's there the shame go. there you drown go drown the shame there you go <laughs> So, uh, Lisa pulls her standard, I know how to get a strange man's phone number tactics, and she gets the, uh, I didn't, okay, at this point, I didn't know what his name was, so in my notes, he has several names. Right now, he's the candlelight murderer, because that's what they're calling him on the news. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. she gets the candlelight murderer's number, and she prank calls him, pretending to be someone that he knows, and then, like, uh, leaves him hanging. And then she calls Wendy to try to be like, I called him. But Wendy's out on the double date, which is very upsetting for Lisa. Mm -hmm. And, oh, yeah, no, I have a note right here that says Lisa has a creepy photo album. <laughs> <laughs> so Lisa has a creepy photo album yeah. of these creepy photos where she dashes out of nowhere into traffic to take pictures of strange, handsome men. And then she saves them in a scrapbook. Ah, <laughs> oh, can you... This so, movie. <laughs> and this movie is so many things. It's not even a roller coaster mm -mm. because it's just sort of like being pulled in a bunch of different directions. Where yeah. I'm like, on the one hand, this is creepy. On the other, I did things like yeah. this. Yeah. That is correct. <laughs> yep. I'm I mean, I never dashed so. out of bushes and took pictures of street No, men, but... <laughs> no, but like it, it's not totally as far fetched as you would like to believe it would be. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that sort of like unable to like, you're still in that, you know, playing make-believe games but now it's landing in reality and not really figuring out what those boundaries are kind right. of thing. Right. I mean, and you have no real understanding of the stakes. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you're playing with pushing boundaries without realizing like what's on the other side of those boundaries. Well, that and like the thought of this might get me murdered never really crossed my mind. Whereas like everything I do now, I'm like, well, this might get me murdered. Yeah. Is a constant thought. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so then um Lisa asks her mom if uh, instead of staying over at Wendy's house, Wendy can stay over at hers. And because of that, Lisa's mom cancels a date with a man that she's been seeing. 
he's upset about this. So Wendy and Lisa stalk Rick, the candlelight murderer, and follow him around to his apartment. They take his picture. And, yes, they do. And while they're doing this, Rick chooses his next target. Rick, or Richard, I guess he prefers Richard yes. at some point. Like, that's yes. the thing, is, like, he also goes, like, they address him in several different things, and so I kept, it was, I was trying to catch up. At this point, I think he was Rick. Later, yes. he will be Richard. But, uh, <laughs> he, uh, so he picks his next target, and does the bad message thing, and murders this new lady. And I, this is the second lady that we see him murder, but it's a more extended scene of him in the apartment and like mm-hmm. what actually happens. Yeah. And it's intensely uncomfortable. Yes. Because with the first one, you can just sort of imagine like he murders her. And the second one, you're like, nope, there's a lot of implication that other things happened prior to a death. Yeah. And the thing about it that I think that was, I mean, obviously it's jarring on its own for the content of the implication of what is happening or mm-hmm. what we don't see happening. But then I had the thought where I was like, this is like, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I feel like this movie is geared towards, you know, a teenage demographic. I feel like it is trying to be a sleepover movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know how many teen slashers I can list where the, the murderer, like the villain murderer is a sexual predator. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I feel like a lot of the time when you make a teen slasher for teens, the murder yeah. is just very stabby and not uh, sex crimey. Yeah. And I mean, so, I guess like, it's not that far after something like Friday the 13th, or not Friday the 13th, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, and he was like a child predator. But I mean, I guess it wasn't, it was more just talked about as opposed to shown. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I feel like maybe the demographic. I, you don't often really see like. No, you're you're making good points. Being, like the demographic being teens, the protagonist being teens, and then the murderer being a rapist. You don't often really see that uh, no, combination. No. So bold, I guess. Bold move. Bold move. <laughs> Going there. Jesus. So grim. So grim. And this was yeah. like a movie that I watched like a lot as a teenager. <laughs> that was the other thing. I was like, maybe if their demographic was like teens. Maybe the inferences that I'm picking up and watching this weren't picked up by yeah. that demographic. You know, like, so maybe it, it wasn't as horrifying as it was to be someone who's not a teenager being like, oh, they wanted teenagers to watch this? I mean, maybe it's not. <laughs> I mean, it was one. I mean, like, even if you look at the photo, like, the marketing looks, like, very, like, the poster is 100%. This is in the VHS era. You would go there and that you would zoom in on that. And it felt like something that was for a younger demographic. Yeah. So I don't know. That was kind of jarring to be like, oh, so this is okay. That's, that's what this is. All right. I'm, I'm afraid so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Lisa and Wendy do some more prank calling to Rick again. And Lisa says that she'll call him tomorrow, but Rick, I don't know. He thinks he knows her or he wants to meet her. I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like her voice sounds hot, I guess. And Mm -hmm. so he wants her to come over or he wants her to let him call her, but she hangs up on him. But he recorded the call. And then we kind of get a visual into 
this tape collection, which also implies some very scary things that we don't ever really get into, but that's okay, because I think um, think we get it. It's not like Dennis's tape collection. Yeah. It's a different tape collection. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Lisa and her mom, they argue more, some more about dating, and then the next day, Lisa goes to school, and she's trying to, like, defy her mom by going on this double date with Wendy, but uh, she's already been replaced by another girl. So instead, she decides to stalk Richard some more, and she follows him back to his uh, his apartment complex and sees the car that he drives, and, like, another person who lives there parks in his, like, remote lock button. Is the like the code is the same for his car as it is for Richard. So every time he locks his car, it unlocks Richard's car. And the woman he's with is like, Oh, well, aren't you worried about leaving that car unlocked? And he's like, Eh, screw it. What am I going to do? Right? So he leaves Richard's car unlocked, which means, of course, Lisa gets into it and starts again make believing situations with Richard. But while she's in the car, it locks and she can't get out because if she gets out, it's going to set off the car alarm. And then, of course, Rick- Richard shows up. So Lisa hides in the back seat. God damn it. This scene gave me so much anxiety. I know. I know. <laughs> Especially like when he's reaching back for things and she's just like kind of ducking his arm. Like, ugh. Yeah. Okay. It's not great. So Richard stops to pick up some dry clean, at which point Lisa like takes the opportunity to get out of the car and it sets off the car alarm. And, you know, when he goes back to his car, it's not broken into because like one of the doors is open and he gets away inexplicably her next move is to call him again and do some more prank calling and she tells him her name Uh uh-huh so okay so lisa wanted to go to big bear with wendy and her family for this some weekend right and lisa's mom was hesitant and wanted to go and then she eventually like relents and lets lisa and says that lisa can go to big bear with wendy and her family and then they go bowling and uh Like, a man approaches Lisa, right? Isn't this the... All I wrote in my notes is Lisa's mom shows some questionable parenting skills. So, (laughs) yeah, like, a guy comes up and is, like... I mean, he's kind of a creep because he's, like, showing the daughter how to bowl to get close to the mom. Yeah. It's it's not a great move. Yeah, and her mom doesn't, like, red flag it. Mm -hmm, I don't know. mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll just be Judgy McJudgerson over here, I guess. Yeah, do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah, but then at post-bullying, Lisa calls Richard again and opens up about, quote-unquote, her friend, which is really her mom. Mm -hmm. And she's just sort of talking about how her, quote-unquote, friend doesn't go on dates and, you know, and she thinks she needs to get out and meet people and things like that. So Wendy starts to try to convince Lisa to stop calling Richard. Uh, but Lisa's a little bit delusional about it and doesn't want to. And so she calls. She's on the phone with Richard at one point when her mom walks in. And he can hear her in the background. And Lisa's trying to, like, cover it, but not. She does the movie cover where, like, she says the thing out loud that you're like, 100% the person on the phone will hear you say that. Yeah. Uh-huh. But in a movie, if you tilt the phone 15 degrees away from your face, all of a sudden, like, it's an impenetrable space. <laughs> I had the same thought. I was like, he 100% heard that. <laughs> everything. 100% heard everything. But that's fine. We'll work on movie logic. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. this is where I got a little confused if she was trying to set up Richard with her mom or something because she kept telling, she told Richard that she'd be at a specific restaurant wearing a specific dress and then she like manipulates her mom into wearing that dress yes i think at this point she is doing that yeah so she's trying to get because i it's so i don't know if i'm like misinterpreting but it's like she wants her mom to go on dates 
she thinks this man is a handsome stranger man. So she's trying to get her mom into the same restaurant where he works, wearing the dress that will signify who she is that she can meet this handsome stranger man. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Her logic being that if her mom starts going on dates, that she'll let Lisa go on dates. I yeah. I don't really okay. know how that works, but sure. Right. I Sure. Whatever. So they go to this res- the restaurant that Lisa has figured out Richard works at. Mom's wearing the dress. Lisa's wearing the dress. Uh, oh, my God. This one, like, this... This one cracked me up where the mom orders like the vodka soda or whatever it is. Uh-huh. And it's like, make it too. And like the waiter's about to go get it when the mom is like, I think you mean a soda or whatever. And then, <laughs> yeah. like, he leaves and they just sort of have like a, oh, you rascal kind of like moment. And I was like, really? Yeah. If I was at a restaurant with my parents and I tried to order alcohol at 14, I would not get the like, you. You're bananas. Like, yeah. <laughs> but sure, whatever. Sure, whatever. Why yeah. not? Yeah. So, yeah, so Lisa is trying to get her mom into the same room as Richard, hoping that her mom will start dating Richard because he's a handsome stranger, and she thinks that if her mom dates, that she'll let Lisa date, and Richard just really wants to uh, murder her. So, you know, we all have different goals, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that moment where he's like, woman in white i was just like could you be creepier sir could mm-hmm. you is it possible just a little effort just try <laughs> so wendy's parents show up to pick up wendy and lisa still thinking oh, oh so lisa gets her big bear weekend taken away right right but wendy's parents show up to pick up wendy and lisa from school thinking that they're all just going straight from school to big bear and they don't know that lisa's not supposed to go and then she she goes anyway in a move that results in not the punishment that I would have received had I done the same thing. Oh, but my that's God. Fine. If I had screamed in my mo- mom's face and called her a bitch, I mean, first of all, I would be I would perish. I would no longer be a part of this <laughs> ethereal plane. Uh, but I certainly would not get to go to Big Bear. No, no, I would not. <laughs> well, that and like when I mean, we'll get to it. But when she calls her mom from Big Bear. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And her mom, and she's like, "Are you gonna tell Wendy's parents that I wasn't supposed to come?" And her mom was like, "No, because I'm not gonna ruin their weekend." I was like, "Oh, oh my parents would have ruined the planet's oh, weekend. My parents would have ruined every weekend for everyone. It doesn't matter. Like my dad, my would dad have... would be there before I could have put the phone back in the cradle. And oh, had... my dad, <laughs> my dad would have been waiting there as we pulled up, and I'd be like, "Yep, I did not think I was gonna get away with this, and I did not." But we'll get to that. But uh, mm-hmm. so Lisa takes off to Big Bear uh, with Wendy and her family. Richard starts stalking her mom. So from Big Bear, Lisa, oh yeah, this part calls. So she calls her mom to let her know where she's at or whatever. And her mom's pissed, but is like, yeah, I'm not going to ruin the weekend. You can stay. And like, yeah, that's not how. No. That's Anyone's not. parents really would have no. handled that, I don't think. No, uh, no, 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 no. And Richard camps outside of Lisa's apartment all night uh, watching her mom. Because he's, and so this is one of the things, as like, I was really convinced going into this that eventually the climax was going to be that he either finds out that Lisa is a, is a teenager, uh-huh. and Lisa finds out he's a murderer, and then he wants to murder her because he knows too much, or he finds out she's a teenager and gets mad and wants to murder her. Mm-hmm. I did not for a minute think that this movie was going to be that he's not convinced she's a teenager, and yeah. definitely thinks she's her mom. 
and ultimately that's what ends up happening but like i so he's anyway so where we're at is he's parked outside of the apartment watching her mom and thinking that that's the lady who's been calling him lisa at big bear talks about how like doesn't know her dad her mom raised her on her own everybody wanted her to wanted her mom to have an abortion and she didn't and her grandparents disowned her and so it's just been the two of them forever it's just very emotional and sad but kind of does give insight into mom's questionable parenting skills where it was like she was a child raising a child kind of Mm -hmm. you know so like that's why they're more like friends even it's the weird dynamic of like they're friends but also with a strict set of rules i don't know oh i mean i think what's happening is she is becoming like they're they're at this weird pivot point in the relationship where she's had all this freedom and now she's at an age where she's engaging in like riskier behaviors it's like triggering her mom's stuff and so mom's clamping down and then she's pushing back because she hasn't had these boundaries like yeah i don't think it's an unrealistic dynamic for when the friend parenting <laughs> yeah <laughs> man teens are tough teens are like, tough i know i was a nightmare i'm certain i was a nightmare oh yeah like and I wasn't even worst case scenario teen, but I'm just like, God, yeah. That twice. But do you remember how it felt to be a teenager? Like how in fucking intense everything was? Oh my God. And like those, those deeply depressing feelings of like, my parents don't get me. Yes. Like, no, they, they, they might. they probably do because they also went through this but like i mean it's weird to like because now i feel nothing but like except for anxiety i feel anxiety very well very skilled at feeling anxiety oh yeah but like they're really they would tell you like you're going through adolescence it's a really different wild time you've got all these hormones but you won't have any thing to compare it to so you just think that's what life feels like but it is such an intense time every I, like just the tears the outrage that i would feel at that age like i, I mean like i kind of yeah, get I it the true the true horror of this movie is being 14 <laughs> yes and like <laughs> accurately depicting some of the way it feels to be 14 Ooh. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This movie brought up a lot of thoughts that I didn't think it was going. To. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's a very different experience watching it as an adult than it was when I watched it as a kid. As a kid at a sleepover, I can see this being like a great sleepover on vacation. Oh yeah, it was, it was. And then we started prankling through. <laughs> yeah, I also see that being the uh, ine- inevitable response. To yeah, this yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so while Lisa is in Big Bear, her mom goes to that corner store, and the storekeeper there uh, tells her that there's, like, some crazy disturbance down the street. And while she's walking home, she passes... So in the scene when Lisa goes to get the rice from the corner store, she's walking back, and there's, like, a man knocking at a door and then being like, do you know Allison? Do Like, Allison, he's trying to get a hold of the, the woman inside this house. This time, when the mom is walking by the house, it's like police tape, and it turns out that the woman who is in that house has been murdered by Richard. Yeah, he's very prolific, that Richard. He's yeah, always up to murdering. He's real active, and he doesn't seem to need a lot of sleep. Yeah, he really doesn't seem to, no. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he seems he spends the night in his car outside of Lisa and her mom's apartment, and he seems tearful in the morning and not sore or cold. Right, or- right upset about <laughs> having slept in the driver's seat of his car mm-hmm. but you know i guess if you have a hobby and you love it 
you know? I mean, you do what you love and you'll never work a day in your right. life. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually kind of inspiring if you think about it. <laughs> Dress for the job you want. You know, oh, my God. Murder for the job you want. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so while at Big Bear, uh, Lisa calls her mom and leaves just the worst warning message in the world. So she's calling because she, at this point, Richard believes that Lisa is Catherine, her mom. He thinks that her real name is Catherine. He doesn't believe her that she's a teen. And uh, Lisa calls her mom to warn her about Richard and just leaves the fucking worst warning message ever. Because it's not like, hey, I have been fucking with this strange man and now he thinks I'm you. He's kind of crazy. Please be careful. Instead of that kind of message, it was like, oh, oh, my God, this boy from school has been, like, prank calling me, and he might call you. Like, uh, it's so funny. It's so so stupid. It's so stupid. But, um, you know, just don't don't answer his call. Just, you know, whatever. It's, like, the worst warning message in the world to try to, like, warn her mom about a... Yeah. And and at this point, I realize that she doesn't know he's a murderer, but he's still, like, a stalker. So, you know. (laughs) And she's been impersonating her mother accidentally. So, you know, the message you leave for someone to be like, someone is stalking me, but they think that I'm you. So sorry. Like, it would have been a more effective message. Right. I mean, I think she's trying to do, like, damage control, right? Like, she's still a teenager who doesn't want to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, But uh, maybe that's a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, but, like, also time and a place, you know, but also... But she doesn't know he's a serial killer at this point, right? She just thinks he's, like, figured it out. Yeah. Also, you know, she's a kid. Yeah. She doesn't have that, that, you know, that sense of this is an actual situation that I should probably give my mom full details about and then maybe also contact the police. She's just thinking, like, I just need her to not talk to him because I don't want to get in trouble for this stuff that I've been doing. But... Anyway, she lives the worst warning message in the world. Uh, so Wendy's parents, Big Bear Weekend's over. Wendy's parents drop Lisa off at home where Lisa's mom is currently in the process of getting murdered by Richard, who has broken into the apartment. And uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, I realize that this is like ultra violent, but fucking when Richard uses her uses Lisa's mom's head to punch Lisa in the face. <laughs> oh my god. Did you laugh? I did. I'm sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> Monster. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I-, I totally get that, but I also was like, fuck. That looks <laughs> like it hurt. <laughs> that's the thing. I think I think in a different presentation it would have been like, oh fuck, that yeah, was yeah. fucking <laughs> crazy violence but in this one it was just kind of goofy a little bit but like you know whatever but it's just fucking he used her mom's head to punch her in the face that was crazy it was crazy also not expecting that i wasn't expecting that i don't know that i've ever seen it's actually i mean this is where the r rating comes from right because this scene is actually pretty unflinchingly violent between the, the headbutting and the punching and the slapping and the throwing and then the killing and the stabbing like, it's pretty full on. Yeah, well, I mean, the punching with your mom's head thing was just like a creative spin that I didn't see coming in yeah. a movie like this. Yeah. Uh, in a different movie, I would have been like, yeah, okay, that tracks that that's the kind of movie. I, mean, I don't know. It came out of nowhere, I felt, so it was a little like, <laughs> Oh, no. Shit. I mean, it, it like it's the kind of violence that does make you laugh. Like, I totally get that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, 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 
a struggle ensues in the house where uh, Richard manages to take Lisa into the fucking moody bedroom. Really uncomfortable. But mom stabs him. And then more struggling, knife pulling out of the chest, things like that. And Richard gets pepper sprayed. And then they hide in Richard's, they're in Lisa's room, but Richard has taken his phone. So they're now barricaded in Lisa's room and have no way out, really. But then they pull, like, kind of a genius move, in my opinion, where Richard does eventually get into the room, right? But they have created just a disaster floor. Like, they've spilled everything everywhere. And the reason being that they're hiding under everything. And the fact that everything else is on the floor means that he can't just be like, oh, they're under that blanket in the corner. You know, like, they've mm-hmm. camouflaged themselves under... Which is fucking genius, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, and something about that shot. So Richard, like, they leave the window open to give the illusion that they've escaped, and he goes to the window, and the way Lisa's mom like emerges from the mess with that baseball bat. Yeah. Fucking dope. Yeah. Like actually, that was yeah. super super dope. Like, and, I loved, <laughs> and I know that like in reality, it would have made a bunch of noise when she did that, but the way they cut out the noise, so it just looked like this silent, like silent killer move where she just. Stands up out of the mess with this baseball bat, and he's just like, "Not today!" and just bats him out the window. Uh huh. I liked that. I actually really like that part. Like, yes, I question a lot of Lisa's mom's parenting skills, but like, but not her batting skills. (laughs) (laughs) First picked on the playground, (laughs) and uh, that's the end of Richard. That is the end of of Richard. It is a wrap. I mean, the part where she stabs her behind, and then he like pushes it back out is pretty great so often in these movies when these things happen they like shake it off way too easily like he's pretty incapacitated by that and then the same thing with the pepper spray and that's what makes her ability to get the better like the upper hand believable because in it he doesn't have movie superpowers yeah like he actually gets stabbed and is like fucked from it or sprayed and is fucked from it and that is Again, some surprising realism in this very, in some ways, very absurd movie. That's the thing that I think made the whole end sequence where they're battling Richard different from the rest of the movie. Is yeah. that the rest of the movie is like that kind of cheesy 90s, like, yeah, I'm going to let it slide because of the time kind of uh-huh. thing. But then you get to this final scene, you're like, oh, fuck. Well, yeah, they're not playing around anymore. Like, the minute, the minute he uses Catherine's head to punch Lisa in the face, and I was like, oh, okay, so we're just, yeah, all right. Yeah. No breaks. No, no, no breaks. Yeah. I, I. So here's the thing. I understand watching this. Some of this is, did not age very well, and it, like, it is too long. It is too long. Some of the pacing issues are very obvious. But there are still parts of this that I enjoy, and I 1 million percent get why 12-year-old Rachel was obsessed with this movie. Like, I stand by that opinion for 12-year-old Rachel. If you hated it, like, that's also totally fair. But I was like, yeah, yep, I see why I watched this over and over and over again. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, I totally can see why this is a slumber party movie. Uh Uh-huh. I get it. As an adult, I probably will never watch this ever again. Fair. But. Totally reasonable. I mean, yeah, I can get it. Being a preteen and watching this movie is probably a pretty good experience. Yeah, it was. And I mean, like, I also think there's something about Stacy. Like, Stacy had a very, like, 
ideal teen in the 90s vibe like everything about her was deeply cool but also very girl next door so Winona Ryder was like the goth version of her you know what I mean and she was definitely more my preference but like she was cool to me she was cool to me in the way that like you know caboodles were called at that time like that like a she was like the girl talk of actors at that time you know and I I thought she was deeply deeply cool and then she was like pretty transgressive and pretty risk-taking and those were all things that were very appealing to me at that age even though I was not as as risk you know I was more risk averse but like there was some wish fulfillment in her like her style was very appealing to me and cute and tomboyish like all of those kinds of things yeah and like her attitude yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. And the fact that she did feel older than she was was aspirational. Like she had like a little bit like as a preteen, like a teenager coolness to her. I, I like had a moment where I was like looking in the mirror at 12 year old Rachel and I was like, girl, I get it. I get it. It's not something I would be super into at, at my age now, but like in like I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. Awesome. OK. All right. Well, here's the question, though. If you were going to watch it again. What adult beverage would you pair with it? Oh, like um, a disproportionately alcoholic mudslide. <laughs> yes, that's perfect. Because <laughs> that's some shit that like as like a hundred percent, that's what you want to drink when you're that age. And like the, I went through a mudslide phase oh, several years later, but like that is exactly like there's one point where I don't know what the girl is drinking. But it looks like a wine cooler. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, there's some Bartles and James on my screen right now. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. So final recommendations. Would you recommend Lisa to people? In a very specific setting, mm-hmm. I think I would. If it was like one of those, we're just, we want to watch something that's horror but cheesy and we can laugh at it and make jokes and things like that. Lisa would be one that maybe I would suggest. I don't think I would suggest it to someone who's looking for like a, yeah, an entertainment movie, you know, like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I know this is a part of your childhood. And there's a lot of nostalgia attached to it. I mean, I, I watched it today and was like, Oh, (laughs) so that's what i'm saying all of your criticisms are fair if you don't have an emotional connection to this like i don't think it necessarily aged amazing (laughs) yeah that's the thing is i think you need to have yeah that nostalgia emotional connection to this movie of like oh i used to watch this at sleepovers in order to really get into it you know like i like i said like i do there are good things about it there are things that i like about it but i don't know yeah i think unless we were doing like a an at-home mystery science theater 3000 night yeah maybe i would suggest this for that i think that would be fun but i don't know if i would suggest it to someone who is seriously looking for like i want to watch a horror movie tonight yeah i think that's fair i would recommend it to someone who was having a slumber party yes (laughs) if i had like a niece or a nephew or whatever and they were looking for something kind of a little bit edgy I'd be like, I know just the thing, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I don't know that I would recommend it to like, that's who I would recommend it to because I, unless you watched it in the nineties and have a connection with it, I don't know that there's enough thriller there. There's enough camp there. Like it's, it's a too middle of the road to like really recommend as even an oddity, 
But if you're a teen, like a 12 year old or a 14 year old who, you know, wants something a little, a little transgressive, like a little boundary pushing, um, I think, especially since now everybody's like obsessed with the, you know, the nineties again, this would be perfect for that. Perfect yeah. for that. I feel like I you'd agree. have to explain a lot about how phones worked in that era. Right. But yes. I think the other aspects of this, I think, would definitely connect. I think. Oh, my God. I just realized, yeah, if you showed this to, like, a 14-year-old, like, a today's 14-year-old, yeah. they wouldn't get it because they wouldn't know phones. They'd be like, don't they see it on the caller ID? And you're like, no, no, no. <laughs> they like, why did he pick up for an unknown number? Because all of them were unknown numbers. Yeah, Every all. number was an unknown that's number. That's the only kind of number there was. <laughs> it was all just numbers. It was a brave, like, we were very brave back then. And we got... Also, we didn't have spam callers back then. That so every true. number that called was a person trying that's to talk to a person. Part right there, right there. So, yeah, I think caveated for what it was. I still have love for it. But that's a very limited recommendation for me. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, great. So, listeners, did you watch it? Are you mad at me? <laughs> did you love it? Is there something else that, you know, in the similar in this vein that we should be watching? Let us know. You can always email us at rachel at zombiegirls.com or you can come chat with us over on the Zombie Girls Facebook page. And of course, you can always follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ZG Podcast. That's ZG Podcast plural. Uh, if you love the show, and we know you do because you're here, right? You must like it a little bit. You should I leave. Hope. I hope. Or unless you're hate listening, then this part doesn't apply to you. <laughs> but leave us a review, rate us, whatever it is that if they do on the platform where you are consuming us. It would mean the world to us if you would do that for us. It's actually incredibly helpful to us. And it makes us feel real good and fuzzy and warm inside. And uh, if you're looking for something else spooky to watch tonight, because you've already watched Lisa or you didn't. And maybe you're glad of that choice. I don't know. I'm not in your head. These are decisions you have to make for yourself. You can check out our video on demand and streaming calendar at zombiegirls.com where we keep track of all the spooky doings that are on streaming and on video on demand. There's some good stuff coming up this week and you'll know all about it if you check that out. And then if you have some money and you want to spend some money, you've got a couple of ways you can do that. You can buy some more awesome merch. Don't you want to have me and Mars on your boobs? On your lady boobs or your man boobs or your non-binary boobs? You know you do. You can just... We are not discriminatory. No. All boobs are welcome. All boobs are welcome. All boobs are beautiful. All boobs should be adorned in my face and Mars's face. And you can <laughs> do that at zombiegirls.com forward slash merch. And then, of course, the Patreon. Uh, patreon.com forward slash zombie girls you get extended episodes bonus episodes zombie bites um, and all kinds of various cool perks including hanging out on our discord and I'm gonna go ahead and just plug an upcoming episode of uh, if you are listening to this pod this is gonna be interesting to you if you have ever listened to this show and thought Mars is so interesting I would like to know so much more about her well, good news because uh, our June episode, I'm plugging it all the way this far out so that you guys have time to join the Patreon and get your questions in. We are doing a Mars Ask Me Anything. We had so much fun with the one we did for Ariel that we're like, we got to do it again. And who is more mysterious than Mars? Oh, my God. And it was a poll. There was a poll. Yeah. There was a poll. Democracy reigns. 
<laughs> yep. Yep. If you are a patron already, you would have gotten to vote on that because it was in the Discord. It was like you, Justin, Larry. I don't know if I was in there, although I'm such an open book. Like what? What? what you don't need to ask me anything. I'll just tell you. I can't remember who all oh, was in there. Oh, uh, Matilda, I think. But I think it was like unanimously Mars. Yeah, that was um, yeah. a shocking result yeah. as far as I'm concerned. It was not shocking to me at all. It was shocking to me. <laughs> Well, we are going to do it. So not only if you're a patron, will you get to see it, you can participate, you can send in questions in advance, or because of the program that we use to record our live shows, you can actually watch live and comment as the show's going on, and we will incorporate those questions and comments into the show as we're doing it, but only if you're a patron. So this is your chance to ask Mars whatever you have wondered about, and I'm sure you have questions. I have questions. We've been friends for like 12 years, and I have questions. <laughs> so so now is a great time to join the Patreon, because like I said, the June episode bonus episode is going to be awesome. How are you feeling about it, Marzi? Uh, I mean, I'm only nervous because Ariel did so well. Like, she actually had, like, answers for everything. And she had good answers for everything. And I'm like, oh, my God, my brain is going to freeze. Like, every time you ask me, like, what have you been watching recently? And I'm like, oh, my God, have I watched anything? Which is stupid because I watch stuff every day. And, like, I I feel like I'm going to freeze. But, well, yeah, you know, I agreed Yeah, to the poll. I didn't think that I... I mean, get voted the next one. You can also do like Ariel did where you got to, where she asked if there's like specific things like from episodes or like things you're going to have to like. Oh, I'm memory. absolutely going to we'll do, do that. that. <laughs> I'm there'll be off the cuff questions, obviously, but like for the stuff where you, like you're expected to remember something, I know I would need the courtesy of a heads up because otherwise my brain is just like, what are words? I don't know. Oh, those. yeah. I mean, like <laughs> we have talked multiple times about how like we'll record an episode and all we have to do is like finish recording and all of a sudden that memory is gone. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a defense mechanism, though. If I remembered all the shit that I said on the show and the jokes that I made and the confessions, the personal confessions I made, I would be in a constant state of shame and anxiety. Oh my god! Like, do you remember? Um, no. Prior, prior to yeah, no, no, I don't. <laughs> um, no, but prior to uh, launching the Patreon. You used to post the like, okay, guess who said this quote, and everybody would vote, and. I routinely would vote for other people when it was me who uh -huh. said it. Yeah. <laughs> every time it was something that I, every time it was a Mars quote, I routinely would be like, oh, obviously that was DJ or obviously that was Matilda or like, clearly that was you, you silly goose. And now like, <laughs> like the memories are gone. So yeah. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, the other day Ariel was like, I had said something and I, I was joking with her about I was making an anus joke. I know. Shocking. I'm making an anus joke. <laughs> and yeah. I was just like, uh, she's like, you talk about anuses a lot. And I was like, what? She's like, I just had to cut one the other day. And I was like, I made an anus joke the other day. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, what was it? She's like, you genuinely don't remember. And I was like, I genuinely have no idea what you're talking about. So she had to remind me. And then I was like, I still don't remember saying it, but it's funny. So you should leave it in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like. It's gone. It's gone. I've. I've thought about is as I, I I've had this as like a bonus episode idea of seeing how many Stream Queens episodes you and I can list <laughs> because I can't even remember what was the first one. We're in we're in the eighty. Uh, I remember the first one. It was the Den. 
It was the den. It was the den. I remember that. Because I remember it, I was like, oh, this show has legs. I knew we were good. I legitimately forgot about Mermaid Down until Ariel brought it up. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> when she did, I was like, oh my God. Right. And it all kind of like, talk about roaring back out of the memory fog. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, that movie was insane. <laughs> that one was bananas. <laughs> but that might be a fun like thing. We could, like, I will not cheat. I will not look. But we should, we should see how many we can come up with I, on I, the Ask Me Anything. Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll save it for that. We'll okay. see. And then yeah. do you want to get to ask all of us a question like we let Ariel? Yeah, but I'll have to prep for that. Yeah. Yes, I, I will tell you that Matilda is happy to do an assist. <laughs> <laughs> she may have had a, uh, she may have put her thumb on the scale of some of those trollier questions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I think she would be open to assisting if you required it. Excellent. But, but yeah, so anyways, folks, the point is, this is the kind of content that you only get as a patron. So if you're curious, now's a great time to join. All right. So that just leaves our plan for the next episode. Marzi, what are we doing? Aren't we doing a Final Destination? Yep. That's right. Okay. 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 I just want to make sure because I have some ideas on on a Stream Queen's pick that I don't know what I'm supposed to. Um, Yeah. 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 Oh, I mean, I'm excited to hear what that is, but. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And did you pre-watch it? (laughs) The truth. The truth came out. I did. (laughs) That's okay. I don't really care. It's just funny. (laughs) it, and also, I remember the ruins. That's what it is. The I, ruins. I chose, I chose indigenous, thinking it was the ruins because their fucking movie descriptions are: a group of teens go to Mexico and discover an ancient secret, and then the ruins is a group of teens go to South America and discover an ancient secret. And I was like, fucking goddamn it! So I interviewed the director of the ruins. <laughs> I was thinking about you and indigenous the whole time. <laughs> fucking indigenous. I think I, we need to like yes. Um, Yes. A forcing on Ariel and make her watch. And- I think we should do a group watch and record oh, it. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I would be so down for that. All right, patrons, you want to get in on it? You want to watch Indigenous with us? We're going to do a group watch, group watch, group watch. watch. It's going to suck, so but it'll be fun. Pencil dicks, pencil dicks, pencil dicks. <laughs> God, that fucking movie. But yes, that yes, fucking let's do movie. it. Let's I think it's still up. It. Like, I think it's one of those ones that perpetually stays streaming because Let's nobody watches it. Nobody cares. And they're like, hopefully someone will watch this. Indigenous. Let's see here. Uh, 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 uh. Ooh, girl. It's on Tubi. That makes 100% sense. Right? Yep. That makes so much sense. God damn it. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> indigenous group watch. It's going to happen. One more reason. You should definitely join the Patreon. Okay. So Marzi, let's circle back. What are we doing on the next episode of Stream Queens? So the next episode of the Stream Queens, we will be picking back up our season challenge of watching all of the Final Destination movies. The next movie will be Final Destination 3, which I... I've seen all of them multiple times, but uh, some of the middle ones kind of blur together. I'm pretty sure this is the one that was shot in 3D, which means it's going to be a lot of things flying at the screen, I think. if I, I might oh. be wrong. But regardless, we're still watching Final Destination 3 next time. The Here's Johnny Boys will be coming back to join us. 
Hopefully Justin be... won't need his poop bucket. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hopefully. Hopefully <laughs> no one will need a poop bucket. I love that I get dream. messages from Ariel who's like, do I need to cut all the stuff about the poop bucket? And I said it to Justin and he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> of course he said no. <laughs> I would be, I would need the poop bucket cut. <laughs> well, I, I, I also am like really judgmental of what his idea of a bucket is yeah me too me too like i don't mean normally i try not to be judgmental of my friends but like sometimes they do things that are so egregious that i must judge them and calling that a bucket is is one of those yeah i mean he said bucket and then he held up a large cup he's like that's not gonna help you (laughs) is that like an american serving size issue (laughs) oh my god Solid joke. Thank you. <laughs> I still got it. That was a good one. <laughs> awesome. So, yes, everybody, go watch Final Destination 3. Check it out. We'll find out what disaster it is, what anxiety attack I'm going to end, new phobia I'm going to develop in two weeks. Watch it. Come back. Join us. It's going to be a ton of fun. Because, like, so you'd only seen the first one, right? So everything after that is new for you? Uh, yeah, I've only seen the first one, and I saw it so long ago in the theater that it was like a first watch. So this is essentially all first watches. And me. then the second one was brand new to you, hundred percent. Now, so everything. All right, yeah. okay. I'm so fucking. I've seen none of. Like I don't. I know. I know that there is a roller coaster at some point because someone slipped up on the show and said it. But I. Yeah, that I, was me. That was me. Who oh, okay. That's. I mean, I don't. It's fine. I don't care that I know. But I mean, like that's that is the extent of knowledge that I have, and I know at some point. There was 3D. Apparently, it's this one. I don't know what any of the other disasters are. Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of what they could be. Like a train derailment, maybe. Um, I mean, uh, these are all just, uh... these are all like modes of transportation. So we've got trains, we've got boats. Well, it started with a plane. Plane, and then the second one is cars. It's cars. Third one is I don't know. There's I a roller coaster. These are all forms of locomotion, right? So what other ones could there be? There's, like I said, a train derailment is potential. A boat sinking doesn't seem that dramatic, but that's another form of locomotion. I guess it doesn't have to be locomotion. Like maybe a bridge collapses or like a balcony collapses or a building blows up. I don't know. (laughs) All I know is that like, I I truly think that like um, part of my intense anxiety issues and like constantly looking at safety things is because of the final destination. Yeah. And you already have intense anxiety issues. Yeah. I already have hypervigilance. Welcome welcome (laughs) to my existence. (laughs) I was already building on a base of anxiety and now I have all of these scenarios of, you know what? Little things. And go wrong and build up into one giant bad thing. <laughs> that being said, I'm uh, very excited for you to see all the Final Destination movies, and that's what we are doing next. Yes. Final Destination three. Yes, let's do it and join us in our anxiety, listeners. I'm fucking so psyched. <laughs> I love these movies so much. Awesome. All right. Well, that is it for us. Unless you're sticking around for the extended episode, where we're going to be talking about serial killers. Mars, take us out. To everyone who keeps coming back, thank you so much. We very much appreciate the fact that you like to listen to our nonsense. <laughs> it's it's nonsense, but we love it, and it's fun, and I hope that you enjoy it as well. To all of our patrons, thank you so much for participating in this and making this 
fun for everyone. Yeah. We're doing a bonus episode where I have no idea what we're going to talk yeah. about. Some serial killers, I guess. Yeah. It will be fun. It will and be fun. To anyone who is a patron, apparently I'm doing an Ask Mars Anything mm-hmm. in June. Mm-hmm. To anyone who is not yet a patron, if mm-hmm. you have questions about me, for me, around me, <laughs> in the vicinity of me. Yep. By June. That's in June. I will be doing an Ask Mars anything. Come on, I'm Doug. Terrified. Come with the questions. You did a good job with the aerials. Come with you the questions. Did, you did great with the aerials. So. Yep. Ugh. Yep. All right, Leaf. Come yes. on. Bring them on. Let's do this. Come on. Let's do it. <laughs> but for anyone who is not sticking around for the bonus episode after this after this episode, thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate the support and. uh Good night, folks. Bye, everybody. Also, thank you, Eddie and Kat, who also send in questions. They were great. Bye. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. And to Mars for always being willing to geek out about horror movies with me. Production on this episode was done by yours truly and edited by Ariel Messman Rucker. And our theme song for this show is Die Historic by Three Chain Links. There are three bathrooms in this house. One is in my mom's bedroom. One is my bathroom. And one is attached to the guest room downstairs. Mm -hmm. My mom is currently getting her bathroom remodeled. So she's staying in the guest room, which is connected to that bathroom. And because the remodeling, there's no toilet in the bathroom that's in her bedroom. So I walked out of here. I had to pee so bad. It's in our bathroom. My mom's in her bathroom. And the third toilet is gone. So I'm like, no. just, I'm standing there like dancing, like doing the pee dance. And I'm like, eye contact with Helby's like, I'm sorry, baby, but I might need to use your bathroom. <laughs> and then luckily, like my mom popped out of hers and I was like, I'm so sorry, but I need to use your bathroom. And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I forgot there wasn't a toilet upstairs. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every day at some point, at some point during the day, Randy is in the bathroom too long when I need to pee desperately. And all I can keep thinking about is think, fuck, I'm going to not have this problem much longer. There's- oh my God. Like people underestimate <sighs> how, how, like. I don't even know the word to describe it, how, like, fucking amazing it is to have more than one toilet in a house. Like, unless you are one person living in your house, you have multiple people in the house and you have more than one toilet. Oh, it's amazing. Fucking life-changing. Yes, yes. Agree. Agree. And, like, and I come from a history of living with a lot of roommates and probably, like, too small a space for that many people you know like i once lived in an apartment where we just cordoned off the dining room and that became a bedroom (laughs) and like the desperation of i need to pee and someone's in the bathroom it's the worst it's the absolute worst oh it is the worst and like uh like you know that it's a desperate situation when you start thinking of creative solutions where you're like okay do i just pee in the sink do i hoist myself up on a trash can do i go outside what am i doing Mm-hmm. What are my options? Because this is happening, whether or not I have a solution. So yeah, but unlike Randy, who can just go pee in the backyard, like I just have to dance. Yeah, because I mean, or I, if I, you... I could pee in the backyard, except for that our neighbors are like always outside, and like it, it, I, a lot more has to be exposed for me to do what I need to do out That's there. That's the thing is that like when a dude needs to pee in the backyard, he can make it look like he's just casually leaning and like hanging out and just yeah. out the moonlight or something. Yeah, but a woman 
is like I am the moonlight. <laughs> I am all of the moonlight. I need that on a shirt. I, I am, am the, the moonlight. Moon. <laughs> oh my god, it's like the I am like the Batman, I'm the knight. Yes, you're like, I, I am, am the, the moonlight. moonlight, and it's just butt cheeks. Do we ask Ariel to leave this in? That's the question. How much of this goes in? <laughs> None? Some? I don't know. I wish all of it, but I use the lover's first name. Okay. Can you beep the lover's first name? Yeah. Can you beep the lover's first name? Yeah, she can beep it. She can. Then it. all of it can stay. Okay. Perfect. I am unashamed of my, I desperately was searching for a toilet just now. Everybody needs to pee. Literally everyone in this audience is either actively I, peeing she, or about to. <laughs> here's the thing. There are two types of people. Yes. People who have desperately searched for a toilet and liars. Yes. <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right let's get into this extended episode hello everyone welcome to the extended episode officially we are going to be talking about serial killers because you know the movie was about a serial killer so i've got a couple of things i've got fun facts about serial killers and i've got a quiz about which serial killer are you which oh, would okay. you like to do first Let's do fun facts. All right, cool. So I'm going to, there's 20 facts. I don't know if all of them are fun. So I'm going to, I'm going to just kind of move through these and then you can tell me your thoughts as we go. Okay. Okay. All right. So is this the right one? Did I pull the right one? Yes. Okay. The Hillside Strangler almost killed a celebrity's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> 